Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast, brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. In this episode, we are going to help you rule the grill like never before. Everyone loves burgers, right? I mean, Absolutely. Who doesn't love a good burger? Especially a nice, juicy, grilled burger with the marks and mm, a good bun. So good. But unfortunately, a lot of us make little mistakes that, if corrected, could have a huge impact on delivering an even better burger for your family and your friends this summer or anytime you're cooking a burger, right? Yeah. I mean, you might not put too much thought into crafting homemade burgers, but there's more to it than just grabbing a ground beef and a package of buns. That's why we've rounded up these six common mistakes many of us are guilty of when making burgers. And I'm guilty of well over half of yeah, these, right? I've, I've, I've actually corrected some already, but some I still like, as, as I, we're preparing for this, I'm like, oh man, I, t- I definitely do that. And I think part of it with, with burgers is that when something is so seemingly simple, simple. it's easy to just kind of t- take a flyer and not pay that much, right? It's gra- I got ground beef, maybe you throw some breadcrumbs in there, yeah, or an egg, to kind of, right? The beef, or you yeah, buy them, them, you buy them preformed, yep. and you're just throwing them on a grill, and you figure like a couple minutes per side, and like depends on how how you like it cooked, and then you throw it on a bun, throw some condiments on it, and and that's dinner. But it doesn't have to be that simple, and by you know fixing a couple of these mistakes, it it really has a dramatic impact on just how, because you're, if you're buying good beef too, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're having a barbecue for friends, let's say, like you don't want people to be like, well, that burger was okay. No, you want right? a good burger. You want people to be like, yum, exactly. amazing. Like, man, can't, I can't believe John's burgers are always so juicy <laughs> and good. Now, nobody's ever said that, but maybe <laughs> after after this, I, I'm, I'm hoping that somebody's going to say that. I hope so too, John. So let's get started. And this, this, here's one that I that I have made all the time and, and to this day, and I'm going to stop. You, you're forming your patties that aren't flat, right? And this is what I do. Like, I think I want a nice, thick, juicy burger, mm-hmm. and I make this like meatball. rounded meatball <laughs> yeah. that, you know, you can, I kind of press it down a little bit, but still too thick on the inside so it doesn't cook evenly. And all of a sudden, like, like Natalie, especially, like, we'll cut it in half and she'll be like, Oh, is this cooked through? Yeah, it's in like, the middle, yeah, especially. Right. In, yeah. in the middle is like cold and, and red, which, which is fine for some people, but if you don't like that, then. You want to flatten your patty. Press your patties. Use a burger press. They're super easy to find. Amazon.com or or most stores. It's a little plastic disc that with a handle, you just kind of like press Mm -hmm. it down. And if you don't have one of those, no big deal. Just use a couple plates or or a couple cutting boards and just some light pressure to kind of press down that that meatball of a patty and flatten it out because it, you know, not only does it help cook evenly, right, and and actually fit the bun a little bit better, Mm -hmm. But when you're putting lettuce, tomato, maybe some grilled onions, maybe another patty if you're really hungry, there you go. is better for stacking. Yeah. Right? It Flatter's doesn't better. slip off. So flatten it out. Flatten it out. Another tip is stop seasoning so early. I don't know if you guys do this. You season your meat and then you kind of leave it out to get to room temperature for a little bit. But if you have burgers that are really tough and dried out, you might think you just overcooked it or cooked it too long, but you probably just seasoned them too early. So don't season your patties until they're just about to hit the heat. Salt extracts the moisture from the meat and can leave you with a really dry burger. And no one wants a dry burger, right? So adding the salt right before you cook it can help guarantee you that nice, juicy burger. And that's full of flavor, too. Yeah, this is one that I I corrected a while ago for myself, actually, where I was... Mm -hmm. was 
making the patties, trying to get ahead of the game, get everything set, and then I'd, I'd season them. Just that way when guests arrive, just throw them on the grill mm -hmm. and, and off you go. You can, you know, have a beer with your friends and, and you know, have the discussion, whatever. But uh, but I stopped, I saw this earlier and I, and I, so I stopped doing it. And now I, I bring the salt and pepper, I keep it by the grill, put it out there early so it's there. It's still prep ahead. I'm not looking for anything. And as the patties go on the grill, that's when I season them. Yeah. Right? So I put it down, I season the top side. And, and then, then when after I flip, you flip it, I, I season the other same. side. So that mm -hmm. way, that, again, that salt, like, it's just like in your body, right? That salt just kind of like pulls that moisture out and, and you don't want that to happen on, on your burger. No way. So uh, another mistake that a lot of people, again, it, because it's easy, it's, it's easy to kind of like just glance over, but you don't, you don't clean your grill. You don't clean it well or you don't clean it enough. And, you know, when you try to flip that burger and you lose like the chunks of it, like that stick to the grates, yeah, it's because you don't have like like nice clean grates. And also like it can, you know, kind of gross, kind of gross and, yeah. and kind of funky from, from a taste. So there's an easy fix to this. If you want to start with a super clean grill grate, save your save yourself some some, you know, charred and scarred patties, um, preheat the grill preheat it really well you know I, I like to get it up to like a good 500 degrees mm -hmm. before I before I really whack it with I have uh this the one of the most amazing gifts I've ever gotten in my life it's I think it's called the grill daddy grill it's daddy a big metal uh wire brush it's gigantic right it looks like a, it looks like a small vacuum cleaner yeah. but it, it's because it has a chamber that you fill with water so you fill it with water, you turn it on, and then as you uh, scrape the grate, the water trickles down and hits the grate. So it almost creates this steam effect oh, that it. just annihilates all that grease and funk that's on the grate. And my grates get super clean. And what's nice, too, is the, the water drips down and hits like those flavor bars. I have a gas grill, not a charcoal, mm -hmm. charcoal grill. So it hits those flavor bars where some of the grease can kind of build up after a while and nobody cleans those things like you clean those things once a year when you're pulling the yeah, grill out for yeah. the first time maybe um so it kind of cleans some of that stuff up so i get less flare-ups too oh, that's so great. now if you don't have a grill daddy and some people don't like wire brushes because they're worried about the yes, the, can come know, off. the wires mm -hmm. kind of sticking to the grill which is which is good then uh two other things that work really well they have these um grill stones it's almost like a like a pumice kind of thing mm -hmm. my mom actually got got me these one summer and you just rub it across the grates and it like it the stone eventually wears down uh, pretty quickly depending on how dirty your grates are but it works brilliantly like you just rub it down and then like a damp cloth and you've got super clean grates like that don't do that when the grill's hot though by the way do that on a cold, cold grill, grill. <laughs> um, but one thing you can do on a hot grill is just a ball of aluminum foil yeah. Oh, right? I didn't even know that. Trick. You get, you get, you get the, you got to get the grill super hot and get it up to like that, you know, 450, 500 degrees, uh, crumple up a ball of aluminum foil, put it in some, you know, hold it with some metal tongs mm -hmm. and just rub the foil over the top of the grates. It'll just scrape everything S off. Scrape everything off, clean the grates perfectly well, just like a steel brush would. And you don't have to worry about like the, the brush needles getting mm -hmm. in there. And then you have a nice, clean, even cooking surface for those juicy burgers. Speaking of uh, juicy burgers and, and things that go really well with burgers, I, for one, especially like summertime, like a nice summer salad. Like fries are, fries are good, obviously. But when you're, when you're at home and you're making burgers at home like this, like we're talking about, I kind of like a nice cold salad. Yeah, refreshing you, right? salad. Mm -hmm. And in summertime, like what I really love is uh, strawberries, obviously, because they're actually in season. And we actually go pick our own strawberries at uh, a local farm in Connecticut called, called Jones Family Farm, which is great. And I found this recipe... Um, for a nice salad that, that complements, you know, the charred kind of smoky meat and burger with a fresh crisp taste. And it's a strawberry basil farro salad. I actually found oh, this yeah. on the on the Bob's Red Mill site where I find a bunch of recipes. And this is great because it only takes about 30 minutes, right? 20 minutes prep time, 30 minutes all, all in, uh, 30, uh, 30 minutes of like passive time while it sits and just kind of sets. Uh, it serves, you know, six to eight people. 
And, you know, the base is, is farro, which is a nice, healthy, I love farro hearty grain, salads, right? Yeah. Ancient, with, everyone's talking about ancient grains right now and how great ancient grains are for you. Uh, farro is one of those. It's super easy to cook. And it, 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 makes it, it balances out the salad because it actually gives the salad some, some kind of firm texture. And, and it makes it filling. It's packed with fiber and protein. Yeah, the freshness of fresh strawberries. You've got basil in there. It's fantastic. Um, so you go to bobsredmill.com, go to recipes. You can look at summer salads, and you'll find the strawberry basil farro salad there. I mean, it's it's a it's a winner for your summer dinner. It's nice. it's it's that good. And uh, and just like everything else at Bob's Red Mill, um, the farro and and all this, it's it's they all come from the highest quality ingredients minimally processed from their stone mill in Oregon to your table. So that's really important because you want high quality ingredients to make sure you're eating the most delicious, nutritious, healthy food you can get. And that's why we're a big fan of Bob's Red Mill. So make sure you check out bobsredmill.com today. Hi, this is Jim Miller. Available now, Origins, Chapter 5, Sex in the City, Present at Creation. Featuring Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis, Cynthia Nixon, Chris Noth, and others from the seminal series, now marking its 20th anniversary. The first day of production of the series, I walked a couple blocks to the set, and I never looked back. We're going to throw a spotlight on the show's earliest days in an effort to understand how it all got started and some of the craziness from there. Sometimes women are having sex that's really horrible and that they don't even want to be having. You know, it was a shock to the system and a lot of the critics were just like, what the heck is this? I mean, the whole Mr. Big thing has got real leg to it, (laughs) for better or worse. Join us for Origins Deep Dive into Sex in the City, the story behind the show that revolutionized the adult sitcom and reimagined the eternal search for lust and, of course, love. They were like, let's just make a show. If we all are happy, we'll do more. Get it now on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you get your shows. All right, back to those better burger tips. Next up, don't just use the grill. This is one that I, that I avoided. I thought if you weren't cooking it on the grill, then it, you couldn't get a good burger. But so, you, uh, so I'm in the other camp, which we'll get into. But a lot of us do think that we have to cook a burger on the grill. And as much as we all love a good grill burger, don't be afraid to use a pan on the stovetop. And a little seasoning can go a long way when it comes to this. So just drizzle olive oil onto a pan. Cast iron would be preferred here and get it nice and hot. And then once the heat is distributed evenly, throw your burgers on there. I actually prefer it this way. It's kind of like smash burger style, like Shake Shack. Yeah. You know, and I think the burgers kind of keep their moisture better than on the grill when they can drip down the grates. Do you put a lid on top? Yeah. So you, and that's the other thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of steams it in there. Exactly. It's almost like a steamed, like there are places that have like the steamed burgers Mm -hmm. kind of kind of thing. And you do get a, it it does, you know, make for a more juicy kind of moist. It's it's kind of cooking in its own juices. Um, So I I mean, I love a good grill burger as well. Do you use one with the grill grates? Like the raised grate? Or you use it like flat, flat Flat top. Wow. Yeah, smash burger style. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you think about the places that we like to go and, and eat our burgers out, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned like Shake Shack or yeah, In-N-Out. it's all like flat top. Five, you know, we're big fans of Five Guys where, where I am. Uh, the boys love a good Five Guys cheeseburger. And it's all flat top. Exactly. Right? They're, they're not cooking on grills. So I'm going to give this a shot. Maybe not this weekend, but eventually. No. <laughs> it's a grill um, time this weekend. So here's here's another one that again, super easy and and one that I have I don't do. And and I'm this is one I'm going to fix immediately. You don't use a thermometer, right? You just yeah. kind of again, like we like we kind said. Of the eyeball top, it. Right? Yeah, eyeball yeah. Simple. It's a burger, a couple minutes per side, you know, two minutes per side for, for medium rare, three minutes for medium, four minutes for, you know, a hockey puck probably. But mm-hmm. 
help clear up the confusion and use a meat thermometer. And, and it's super, it's super simple. You stick it in there and you know, here, here's what you look for. An internal temperature of 125, 125 degrees, that's Fahrenheit, of course, denotes rare. 130 will give you medium rare. And if you prefer your meat a little more well done, for medium, cook it until it gets to 140. And for medium well, aim for 150. And for well done, I mean, just go north of that. I don't, I'm, I'm sure there are those who really like a well done patty. Not me. Yeah, I'm not making but, well done you know, patty. If you're, if, if, you're, if you're hitting 165, like, <laughs> yeah. it's probably time to take it off the grill um, and you're safe. And, and I know people are worried about, if you're buying really good beef, yeah, you know, grass-fed quality meat. You don't have to worry about rare so much. You know, like it's, it's it's not a concern that it was uh, a while back. So, I prefer medium rare myself. So now I know, like meat thermometer, and I'm I'm going for one thirty. Same. And then when you take it off, if you let it rest let it for rest. a minute or two, it's going to gain a couple degrees. Right. So if anything, are on the a little bit rarer side, because you can always throw them back on if you need to. You probably won't, but use yeah. a thermometer. I don't either, um, but I've gotten into trouble where it's actually been too rare. You know, I think that's another thing yeah. too, and it's it's not one of our points per se, but but people take it off the grill, throw it right on the bun, and it hits the plate and the table, and you're biting into it, and it's mm-hmm. like 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 cooking steak. Steak, you yeah. Want, let you it want rest. This to rest and let those juices kind of settle and and kind of you know get you know even out almost yeah. because you see these people they 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 throw it down, they cut it in half, and then it's just like ju- you know the juice all running over all over the, the plate. plate. It's, <laughs> yeah. get, it's getting in your strawberry farro <laughs> yeah. salad. It's getting in, in whatever else you got on the plate. And yeah, it's the just bun's like, a mess. Just give it a minute. Yeah, like, just a I, minute or two. You don't want a cold not burger cool either. Down. Just, yeah. just, just give it a let it breathe. Exactly. Another common mistake is don't flip your burgers too mm-hmm. soon. How how often do we do that? When you flip it too soon, you miss out on those lovely grill marks. Or even worse, when you press down on that burger when it's on the grill, just don't, don't do that. Keep your hands off the burger. As tempting as it may be, you need to let the meat do its thing and cook. And then, like we just mentioned, rest for a minute or two when it's done. Uh, flipping will be easier. And it won't stick to stick to the grill, even right. if it's a clean grill. So just hands off. Yeah, I mean, let the heat do its thing. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you've got a clean, you know, if you're following, and this is this is important, right? Because if you're following all of the tips that we talked about before this one, yeah, this is key. Because and and when you said you know press down, when I when I'm at someone's house and I watch them take it's that like, the, the spatula no. and press on the burger, I'm like. <laughs> What when people There's complain all those about beautiful it, right, juices. That, now you're going to have a dry burger. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like taking a sponge and just wringing it out over the and over an open flame. By the way, yeah. like now you have more flare up. So now you got like charred, dry. Like don't press, yeah, don't press don't the burger. But again, like pay attention to temperature. Like get your grill to the temperature that that you want. That I, I prefer to get it nice and hot again, so you can clean it off if it's not clean already. And then if you have, you know, multiple burners, you know, I'll lower it on the side where I'm putting the burgers and keep it higher on the, on the off side. Cause I close the lid after I put them down. I don't leave it open. I close the lid, give it a couple minutes, pull up the lid and take a look and then, you know, decide when I'm going to flip and then, you know, put, put the lid back down. And now when I take the lid up, I'll use the meat thermometer to check. Got but it, just, yeah. I just let the heat and the, and the, you know, the cast iron grates like do their job. Yeah. Like that's, that's why, that's why you put all, all that money in the grill. You know, that's why you bought the propane. Let it work. That's why you have friends coming over. Yeah. Like let it do the job. It, it, it's not rocket science here. It's, it's burgers. But here's some simple tips that'll, that'll really kind of up your burger game if you pay attention. Totally. And they're little things. They're all easy. Like you could do them, you could do them this weekend. Yeah. I'm already doing this weekend. I'm going to fix the ones that I haven't fixed already. 
Well, for even more great tips on the best foods to eat, no matter the situation, be sure to visit our website, eatthis.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at eatthisnotthat. And now you can even subscribe to our new Eat This Not That magazine. Just go to the subscribe button on our homepage to find out more. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me, John Hammond, Megan Murphy, and a bunch of experts and guests that will help you eat this, not that.